good people in podcast land, welcome to Convene, a conversation series dedicated to connecting the creative community in Toronto. I'm your host, Chris Penrose, and this 16-part series is about the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto. This edition of Convene is supported by Factor Canada. On this episode, I speak with Kujo, who is a Montreal-based producer and the owner of the independent label PS23. In 2019, he co-founded a media platform promoting local and international francophone artists called Cochea, with associates Benny and Major. So the first question I have for you is if you can describe the role you play in the music industry in your city. Well, uh, first of all, we are we are in media, so our main goal is to promote uh, and actually uh, offer a platform for uh, music that that is coming out of Quebec, uh, where, whether it's Montreal, Quebec City, or all other cities. Uh, so our main role is to basically showcase all the talents that uh, that are brewing in the scene. Uh, so we are we mostly go with interviews, you know, uh, getting to know the artists uh, and getting to know their background, and uh, also uh, giving them a platform to talk about their uh, projects that are, that are coming out. Um, so we we actually we wanted to play a, a, a role uh, as a as a platform that celebrates um, urban music. Uh, whether it's hip hop, R and B, reggae, or pop, or you know, and uh, the the whole thing came from the fact that like um, mainstream media did did not play um, hip hop, which is the number one music, uh, number one most played music in the world uh, as we speak. So mainstream, the mainstream media, at least in Quebec, in Quebec, uh, didn't actually cater to that kind of music or that kind of environment. Uh, even though, uh, like this is the the, the genre that uh, that is attracting the most of uh, 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 buzz uh, in the industry. So we thought it would be a good um, a good uh, way of you know allowing. Uh, artists to to actually have a platform to to come and promote their their art form and uh, and actually you know get 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 a support from a local media outlet. So that's pretty much the role that we play mm-hmm. um, of of a classic media. Uh, we, we we actually go beyond uh, the classic media role, which is you know actually connect with artists and actually provide with um, you know just sometimes a bit of ANR for their projects. Um, and um, we we usually work a lot uh, with um, uh, in, in in order for us to professionalize the the uh, the genre. So a lot of artists do not do not have managers. They sometimes they do not they do not have um, uh, someone for the bookings uh, or just someone for the for the for the PR, for instance. So we we always try to like you know get them. So we always we, we have these workshops on on the website on on our social media that actually showcase whether it's um, uh, how how do you manage your publishing how do you manage your royalties how do you get a manager how do you get a lawyer so we 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 in, 
uh, beyond the media role that we're playing, which is more institution institutionalized. Uh, we actually go beyond and uh, offer some uh, some kind of like, you know, uh, background of how to set up your career, basically. Mm -hmm. So that's the main role that we play. Yeah, that's really interesting that you noticed that gap and then addressed it by those two things, right? So it's not just about um, the media aspect of it and providing a platform to amplify the artist, but it's also the capacity building and looking at all the things that, you know, it, artists are going to need and their teams are going to need to build a stronger scene in the city. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's a pretty amazing combination. And, and I, I do love the platform. The branding is incredible. So um, congrats on what you're doing. Can you tell me a little bit about the team? Because um, it yeah. does seem like yeah. it's it's definitely not a one-person show. Nah, not yet. It is um, it is actually a team. Actually, we um, we we to the, the founders of um, of culture. Uh, we are actually three. So uh, consists of uh, me, which is Kujo, and uh, my uh, partner, which is uh, Benny. Uh, Benny actually is the brain of the brand. Um, he's the creative uh, arts of the brand. He's the one that comes up with the uh, editorial line of the interviews and all the concepts. Um, I actually kind of like work with him and uh, actually set up all the concepts with him. But Benny does an amazing job at you know setting up all uh, all the interviews and uh, the quality. Uh, of the questions that um, that he actually brings to the interviews, and he actually does a crazy uh, amount of research before his interview. So, uh, and uh, so it's me, Benny, and uh, I actually have uh, we actually had a major um, uh, who is one of our one of our co-founders who is in LA uh, that actually started the um, the project with us, uh, and uh, so basically we are. We 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 two active uh, uh, participants in the project uh, with major in LA, uh, which I, who actually set up all the all the beginning. He is the one who designed the logo mm -hmm. and the whole creative form, uh, creative arts for 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 the for the um, for the media. Uh, we we have some satellite contributors, right? We have people that help us. We have Leticia, Leticia. Actually, uh, uh, contributes a lot for um, for the interviews. Uh, Leticia actually has a nice background in media. She used to have um, a media outlet in Montreal, who actually actually um, disappeared. But she, we 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 actually acknowledge that expertise and actually mm -hmm. went to to get her and uh, have her, you know, helping us. Uh, and of course, we of course we have our friends, right? We have our friends. Um, whether they're in the industry or out, outside of the industry, because we we wanted to make it um, something uh, something that appe uh, that appeals to our friends uh, in the first place, uh, and uh, then to to the general public uh, in the second place. So so you have me, Benny, uh, Major, then you have Leticia who does an incredible job at uh, you know helping us with the interviews and the concepts as well. Mm. And we have a whole team of uh, cameras and, uh, you know, uh, Benny actually does the whole editing, you know, the, the, the editing. Key. So he goes from the interview to edit. And uh, for the fun fact, 
being actually learn how to edit in one night. <laughs> right. So because we actually got laid down by uh, by the, the main team that actually started with us, and uh, we had to come up come up with the interview the next day. So he spent his the night learning on YouTube, and then he actually came up came up with uh, what we see now as as the concept of our interview. So. That's amazing. I was, I was going to ask if it was like doing some like YouTube courses. You can learn anything there. I know um, I was interviewing another artist um, that was talking about just learning how to do VR um, off of YouTube, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I, congrats on, on putting that team together. And one other question I have about the platform is just around um, the process for finding artists. I know there there's, um, because there isn't, a lot of the mainstream media and major media outlets in Quebec covering hip hop artists and R and B and you know grime and all that mm -hmm. like that you're you're not just doing a Google search and finding artists. What's your process for identifying artists and really connecting with the community? Yeah, that that's a good question because um, most of the time uh, we go. Uh, we found we actually connect with artists, and we actually invite artists um, based on relationships. So, um, even though an artist can have a project, we always like to build a relationship before we actually have it on set, mm -hmm. uh, because it makes the interviews um, more human and uh, it gives it a pretty organic feel and authentic feel. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the Kate Tranada interviews. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the. I think that's one of the ones that showed up first in my search when I came across your exactly. platform. Yeah, exactly. So we and Katrina is, is really shy about interviews, right? He doesn't do interviews, so we had to build a relationship with him for, let's say, for 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 a good three months before we actually got him uh, uh, on set, uh, and that that relationship is really important for us because. When you're on set, our main goal is to make the artist look good. Mm -hmm. Okay, we always do our best to make the artist look good. Um, we try to we try to stray away from you know any media that can go just for the buzz. So we try to create a pretty constructive content and positive content um, and, and and authentic content. Sometimes it can be harsh, but it's authentic, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and fun fact is we always approve our interviews with the artists before it comes out. So uh, so we want to make sure the artists look good, they're comfortable with what they're saying, and um, we're not here to, uh, for the views or for the likes. Uh, we're here for the content and for for, for something new. So the process where we go for a relationship, um, of course we go for you know if an artist has 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 a project out. Of course, we want to have him. We want the prime spot, um, but we always um, we we will always uh, uh, prioritize uh, uh, relationship over uh, over something that is more uh, more more uh, more like commercial. So so we always go for that relationship. So if we come to relationships, sometimes we have friends in the industry introduce us to some artists, right? So so we had. Um, so can uh, ANR introducing us to some artists. We had some friends that are managers that actually got us introduced to some other artists. Uh, so we're always looking for that relationship in mm -hmm. order for us to 
to build that authentic or, or an organic uh, feel and actually have it on set and be able to uh, display uh, a nice interview that people can be like, wow, I've never seen the artist in, in this, you know, this angle of this artist. And it's fun to see him like this and wow, he's vulnerable. You know, he's true to himself and he's actually telling me stuff I didn't, I didn't know about him, right? And artists feel comfortable same, telling those stories because the relationship has been built right mm-hmm. before that. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's so important to not take those shortcuts. Just trying to like get something sensational, but really like saying, you know, we're we're gonna play the long term vision and, and know that building that trust with artists mm-hmm. within the community and building trust as a platform that um, can really amplify people because they know that you're that you're going to try and tell a story that they can stand behind rather than a story that gets you like a little like rush of views. So that's, exactly. that's, that's amazing. Um, I want to ask you about this relationship between Montreal and Toronto. Now, I wonder sure. if you could describe what do you think the current state of that relationship is? Cause we're going to talk a little bit about what it can be, what it should be, but what do you think the state of the relationship between Montreal and Toronto is right now? To be honest with you, as as a, as a music consumer, um, I think there is no relationship uh, because I think artists from Toronto, you know, drop projects and artists from Montreal drop projects. Um, so from from a consumer consumer point of view, I'll I'll listen to some artists from Toronto. Um, and I'll listen to some artists from Montreal, but there's like no connection. From a media perspective, there is little little connection as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, to be to be honest with you, uh, the only t- I'll listen to some artists from Toronto, but I've discovered them on Apple Music, for instance, on um, Northern Bars. You know, I discover some artists. Yeah. Um, the only time I, I see Montreal in Toronto. Is when the Canadian Canadian are playing <laughs> against the <laughs> Maple Leaf, <laughs> or or music wise, it's when uh, there is there's the project that is out and then you have uh, you have the whole billboard of Spotify downtown Toronto. That's that's the only time I see Montreal in, in Toronto, right? Yeah, and the only the only time I see Toronto in Montreal. Honestly, it's when we it's when we play likes of Drake or The Weeknd or Presa, you know all those guys. Mm-hmm. So, so I think there is there, there used to be a relationship because I, I I've been living in Montreal for for the last twenty one years and the, when I got in Montreal in, t- in uh, two thousand, they, they, they used, I, I felt like there used to be a relationship, you know, uh, Cardinal Official, Chocler, all those guys. Uh, I, I used to like perceive that there was a connection, you know, mm-hmm. coming to uh, Montreal and there was even, you know, um, classified from Nova Scotia, you know. So I felt that there was something going on uh, nationwide. Um, but I feel like there is no relationship, right? Um, and to be, to be, to go further, um, an artist that comes out with a project in Montreal, I don't think in his strategy, in his marketing strategy, he's not even, he's not even thinking about Montreal, mm-hmm. about, about Toronto. Right, right. right. 
so he doesn't even have Toronto in his marketing plans, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, send some Google ads, you know, to Toronto and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure an artist from Toronto doesn't even think about Montreal, right? He thinks about New, New York City, Atlanta, LA, et cetera, et cetera. So to be honest, I don't think there's a relationship, um, a strong artistic, um, relationship right now. It's it really be, interesting right? that you broke that down in that way of like, from the consumer's perspective, for sure, the music is just not seen as being connected um, from the media level, not all that connected from the even the artist marketing plan. I think that's a really interesting point. And it is probably pretty rare that um, between Montreal and Toronto that, that there is that marketing, you know, and, and some people are on that. But it's interesting, too, that you know that the, the history of that relationship, because there are there's there are some really more important moments. You know, I think Michael Williams, who was one of the original hosts of Rap City in Toronto, you know, came up in community <laughs> radio in Montreal. And, uh, you know, yeah. like in another era, you look at Butter Babies and the connection to Toronto and Montreal between that. And, you know, there, there's one thing I will say is that every single person that we've spoken to about this conversation between Montreal and Toronto is totally supportive, completely excited about it, um, and most times already been thinking about it for a long time. So mm -hmm. there's definitely an appetite for it. Um, now, and another thing that's really interesting that you said too is, is like or back to the audience thing. Cause I do, I do think that while artists, you know, I, I look at some of the music that's coming out of Montreal and just the sound of it, I feel like if audiences in Toronto and vice versa, um, were more exposed. It, it would definitely align. Like, I think the sounds really do complement each other, especially what's coming mm -hmm. up right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and, and I think, I, I think like, if you look at it as, you know, Canada, right? Um, there, is, there is a lot of cultural diversity in Toronto. Um, and that same diversity, you see the same, that same diversity in Montreal. So, take out, you know, Montreal or Toronto, I'm sure that if you bring someone from Toronto uh, and you send them to Cancun, you know, like uh, post-COVID, <laughs> and uh, and you send someone from Montreal to Cancun, they, they connect like crazy, right? Yeah. Because they have this same cultural um, uh, cultural uh, platform and, and I'm sure they connect and they will understand each other and so it, mm -hmm. it's something that is more organic than 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 we think. So, and uh, I think it's pretty exciting for you guys to have this project to actually connect the whole, the two cities. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a perfect point, and and I totally agree with that. Um, really good description of it. Um, in terms of the connection between the cities, I wonder. If you have any thoughts on, you know, what is what is creating the connection that is there between Montreal and Toronto? I think you talked about the diversity, shared diversity, the taste in the music, but also, what do you think is getting in the way of that connection? Honestly, I think it's six hour. You know, we 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 actually don't have, we don't it's crazy because like um, I, I'm the producer, right? My background is the producer, and I produce for a lot of French um, artists. And I used to go to, to Europe a lot, Paris, Brussels, 
And one thing that we don't have in um, in Canada is um, the high speed train. Mm-hmm. So having to drive six hours to go to Toronto or go to Montreal is a big disincentive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to actually like in in France, you can take the train from Paris, and let's say within within three hours, you're in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Right. So as an artist, there is a big incentive for you to actually connect with someone in Germany and uh, set up a promo, promo, promo run, go, go to a radio or even within the same country. It's pretty easy to take a train from Paris and actually be in Marseille in like four or five hours, which should take you like 13 hours driving. Right. So I think one thing that is getting away is the distance, right? Six hour drive. Now we can change that. Of course, you can take a flight. You can take a flight and uh, actually be in Toronto in, what, in an hour. Now and now in an hour. Yeah, that's right. So, so it is doable. But you know, like when you're coming up, when you you know you don't take flights, right? You just move in with your car or with uh, with, with train. So, so I think the distance. Uh, the, the second thing, um, according to me, um, is the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think people under underestimate the power of music um, and the power power of uh, emotion. Um, you know, everybody knows Celine Dion in the world, and Celine Dion sings in French. She sings in English, but everybody feels the emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody listens to Drake. Everybody listens to The Weeknd. Um, and I think there is this barrier language when it comes to French, where people will be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't get what he's saying, but it's nice." But, oh, good. The first time I listened to Snoop, I didn't get what he was saying. Ninety three, ninety four, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought he was dope, right? <laughs> he's like on point. He's on rhythm, and something is going on, right? And I'm gonna find out what is going on. I found out three years later, right? When I started learning English, etc. So there's, there's the language barrier. Uh, and, and, and then there is, uh, there is lack of, uh, like uh, artistic relationship, right? Like artists from Montreal building relationship with artists from Toronto mm-hmm. and vice versa. Uh, and I think that's when that that's where you know, like we come in, media or uh, label ex- executive or so-called, all those things. And I think there there ne- there needs to be more events, and of course, COVID is uh, forbidden those things. But there need there needs to be more events and platform that allows artists from Quebec and artists from the rest of and uh and i always say because one of my favorite artists is tupac right yeah. and when tupac in his prime didn't get flowers right yeah he, he got backlash and you know like anybody now that is now oh, tupac, tupac didn't actually like mess with him right back back then so so it's crazy like uh, yeah, it's uh, you know like uh, I always watch uh, Drink Chance and there's now we like to give flowers when 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 they're still here. You know, you've really laid out the 
some of the barriers that there are between the relationship in Montreal and Toronto, you know, geography and language being some of those. What are some of the things that become possible if we overcome those barriers and really connect these two cities? I think things that will become possible, uh, like if I take it from the first perspective, which is the artistic perspective, I think we can have like big cipher, you know, big artistic cipher, hip hop cipher between Toronto and Montreal. You know, you take one artist from uh, an area in Montreal, let's say two, three artists from an area in Toronto, two, three artists from an area in Montreal, mix them together, have like a dope cipher, you know, to showcase the the, the talents that are brewing in, in Canada. I think that's something that, that can be possible. Now, the second thing that can be possible is I think the connection between Toronto and Montreal can actually give a platform for Toronto artists to Europe, to mm. France, to Brussels, Belgium, to Switzerland. Because to be honest with you, um, like I've been to Paris like 30 times and like we were talking about it, right? Drake plays, but Drake is still like, ah, right. So I think there is an opportunity for us, whether, whether it's Drake, Billy, or uh, let's say with The Weeknd, or Pressa, or all those artists, uh, Kofi, uh, I think there's an opportunity to link up with uh, Montreal and actually export the art form, Canadian art form, to Europe. So I think Montreal is a gateway to Europe. And I think that's something that we can achieve by contributing and collaborating between both cities. Now, the third thing um, is uh, that we can actually achieve it's something social, something social and polit uh, pol political, right? Because we're talking about the cultural aspect of Toronto and Montreal. And I think we can really connect those things that are organically connectable, right? So people from Northern Africa, people from uh, Mi uh, Middle East, people from India, people from Pakistan, uh, people from Africa. Uh, I think we can connect those things and actually take over the world, right? We can actually go to Lagos and have a whole Canadian concert and it's gonna be lit. We can go to Ghana, we can go to Kenya, mm -hmm. we can go to Congo and actually showcase how Canada, because if you go outside of Canada, Canada is perceived as a really welcoming country. Right, right. Right? A diverse, multicultural, uh, and I think we should take advantage of that and actually showcase our art form outside of, outside of Canada, go to Africa, you know, go to stadiums, go to Gabon, go to Cameroon, go to Congo, go to Kenya, have our stadium and be like, oh, Canada is here, but this is Africa and we love it and we're multicultural and let's go. Right? So I think those are three things that we can achieve and we, by, you know, like linking up with uh, both cities. I really, I really love the practicality of the first idea. That's one that can happen in the short term. I love the third idea because that's a big vision. And I think that kind of concert, especially if it is focused on artists um, between Montreal and Toronto, like the, the sounds would just really work so well. But I also really like the fact that, you're, you know, the point you make about 
Montreal being a gateway to, to Europe. And I think the more that people start realizing that, um, you know, I think that that would also be a big incentive to connect the city. So love that you mentioned that. Um, I wanted to ask you another question because, you know, a lot of the brands and, you know, fashion um, in Montreal has been really strongly connected to music. Can you talk a little bit about that side of things, the relationship of fashion and some of the brands to music in the city? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like Montreal has always been a pretty hip place to to, to be. Like, I did, I, I went to university in the year, right? So, and I, I, my roommate was from, was from Toronto. And <laughs> one of the reasons he decided to come to university in uh, in uh, in uh, Montreal was the fact that he could drink beer, you know, at 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So it was fun. And and I quickly realized that Montreal has like that quick, that, you know, like slick look uh, at life and at style and at fashion, et cetera, et cetera. So like quickly you had brands that actually came up and were connected to music. Talk about New Regime, for instance, right? Um, New Regime is a brand that is doing big things in Montreal um, and in the world. And and fun fact, New Regime, like the guys that were behind that started New Regime, actually actually uh, set up my first website in in 2006. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> so so and I, I, we actually connected them to, to a big rapper in France. And they actually did some design for uh, his collection back in the days when all rappers used to have their, their whole line. So there's a big connection between fashion and the art art form. Um, and uh, and uh, you know you have new regime, you have uh, you have other other uh, 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 brands uh, that are actually brewing in the city. And I, I think it, I think it, it is important because. Um, People in Montreal like to be, like. There's a pride in Quebec uh, to actually um, consume and wear and actually uh, participate in anything that is, you know, like home homegrown. And New Regime actually did a really good job. Uh, and to, to give you an example, uh, there's this uh, French rapper, uh, this French rapper who is called SH, who actually had the biggest. Um, uh, first week uh, uh, opening for an album sales. Um, I think I think it did like uh, it did like uh, fifty fifty five thousand uh, 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 for the first week, which is like huge, right? Um, and um, in his first music video, he actually had a new regime uh, jacket on, mm-hmm. which shows you how. Montreal and Canada in general is influencing uh, the whole art form and the whole culture, right? So, so, so I think I think I think there is a big relationship between um, between fashion and the culture. Uh, and coming from Montreal, we're really proud of uh, you know brands like uh, New Regime or other brands uh, that I may not have uh, talked about. And uh, and in, in uh, on our platform, we have uh, those uh, those segments where we actually showcase um, uh, the the the, fa- the fashion. It's called Hype Story, and uh, we actually started. I think we had episode four right now. 
So it's going well, and uh, you know we always showcase stuff that people are doing here, and uh, that are pretty much uh, working. You know. Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up in terms of new regime because I know they've also really been um, focused on using the platform that they have because they do have so much support um, to to put a spotlight on artists and even using artists in some of the uh, lookbooks and, and images of their clothing um, to kind of do that cross promotion. So yeah, that's, that's a really good example. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, you have named a few different um, people, platforms, et cetera, but if you know someone is coming to get to know Montreal a little bit, they want to get in touch with what's going on there. They want to find out about um, the culture in the city. What are some of the platforms or you know people or spaces that people should know about in Montreal? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, first of all, you have culture, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can always uh, get in touch with culture, you know, on Instagram and not on our social platforms. Um, you have um, you have some other um, platforms that are doing well uh, that are currently doing well. Uh, you have Rap Politique, which is really good. Uh, Rap Politique, which is kind of kind of drink chest, drink because they drink and they actually talk and they have podcasts for like an hour for hours. Um, so Rap Politique, shout out shout out to them. I think they, they do a pretty good job. You had uh, this show called uh, Le Temps d'un Jujube. Jujube is like um, edibles, right? So Le Temps d'un Jujube is, um, uh, it, it translates to uh, eating edibles, if you want. Mm -hmm. So they always do the whole podcast for like an hour, an hour and a half, and they're eating edibles, right? So, uh, so it's fun. I, I don't think it's, He's doing it again, but he, I think he stopped. But it was a show that actually had some traction. But currently, you have this show, and by the time you're going to be airing this, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, <laughs> it's still going to be on. But you have this show called um, Occupation Hood, and there's a big show in Quebec that is called Occupation Double. So it's a building show. It happens every year, and uh, pretty much young people getting like a loft, and uh, they have to like match and uh, dating, etc., etc. Um, but these guys actually flipped it, you know, to this, to social media, and actually flipped it to make it instead of occupation double, just double, he made it occupation hood, hood occupation, right? So pretty much like he will have a girl and a guy or you know, whatever genre, like have them, you know, on uh, on his page. And actually the girl and the guy have like two minutes, you know, to, to talk and uh, see if the guy can actually <laughs> seduce the, the girl, etc. So it's, it's getting a lot of traction right now in Montreal. It's every, every Sunday. And uh, his name is Ty. I think he's like 22. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's crazy because... Yesterday, yes, yes, yesterday Sunday, I think he had like uh, last Sunday he had, uh, I think like ten thousand watching uh, mm -hmm. his live, his live show, which is crazy in Quebec, right? Having ten thousand watching yeah, yeah. the show because Quebec is only eight million, and uh, take the eight million and uh, maybe four, four, four million people that are age under forty, 
And out of those 40, maybe like only 1.5 or 2 million that are interested in anything that has no urban. So having 10,000 is crazy, right? So, so those are things that you can, uh, you have to, you have to look forward, you have to check out when you come to Montreal, when you get interested in Montreal. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that list. And I wanted to ask you another question in terms of now thinking about the work you do. What is the biggest shift that could happen in, you know, in Toronto that would benefit the work that you do? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. I think two things. I'll go for two things. One thing is for mainstream media to start paying attention mm. to to um, to what what they consider to be a subgenre, right? <laughs> but I think mainstream media has to start paying attention to to hip hop and all those urban artists. Um, they have to stop looking at it as something something that is. Um, that is uh, all coming from urban communities, violence, and all those things. I mean, just arts, right? It's, it's an art form. Um, so that's one thing. I think mainstream media needs, like, I was telling you about this guy who has his show, Occupation Hood. He's on his third or fourth Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainstream media should come and offer him, like, some money and just buy out the show, right? <laughs> He shouldn't, he shouldn't be continuing on doing it on social media. Right, right. right? Because there's already traction for it, and I'm sure that you have um, you have marketing dollars that are ready to be spent on on, on shows like that. Because anybody who connects, it, connects on a Sunday night wants to spend money the next week, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you know, you should you should, you should be getting ready for work. But so, so I think um, mainstream media should um, should um, pay attention to 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 rap music, to hip hop music, to urban culture, uh, and anything that that is not you know like uh, classic, right? So. So that's one thing. The second thing that I think should um, should happen for, for for the whole movement to, to go forward, uh, I think it's uh, what we talk, what we've talk, talked about for 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 at least an hour right now is for cities like Montreal and Toronto to actually really connect and actually celebrate the fact that they have more things in common that uh, that they think right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that comes with decipher. It comes with artists collaborating. It comes with artists doing their launch, launch uh, album launch in Toronto. Toronto artists doing it in Montreal. Um, it comes with um, you know artists actually uh, uh, come, uh, like uh, moving to cities and actually staying staying in those city for like two three months in order for them to discover the city naturally like link up and build a relationship with uh, with uh, the scene, you know, there. So so those are the two things that I see. First thing, mainstream media should embrace urban culture. And second thing, uh, we we should really work in, in order for us to bridge, uh, uh, bridge the gap and actually have uh, cultural and artistic events within the two cities. Yeah, I really love those ideas. Um, 
And and that one of kind of like that residency of like spending a couple of months living in Montreal, mm-hmm. if you're from Toronto or vice versa, I think is also a really powerful thing because there's, there's nothing like spending time in a place to be getting to know it, you know? Um, now, there's two more questions I have left. One, this this one is just about like, you know, for you and your team, what is it that, that you think you could contribute to strengthening the relationship between Montreal and Toronto? And I think that, you know, you've talked about the cipher. I think that that in itself would be really powerful. Um, and, but is there anything else you would want to say about that? Yeah, we actually, uh, on top of the cipher, we want to start um, actually um, giving a platform to Toronto artists on our platform, right? Uh, and what we want to do is we did, we did it with um, with um, K-Tranada. Um, and if you, if, you, if you think about it, we actually transferred the interview in English. But we want to actually reach out to Toronto artists, uh, have them on our platform, and uh, maybe uh, actually translating, you know, the interview in French to bring light to those artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing we want to want to start doing. Probably by this uh, fall, we're working on it. Uh, you know, coming like going to Toronto and meeting with those artists, creating a relationship, and um, setting up shop, and uh, you know, having interviews. Uh, so that's one thing. As as culture, as uh, our media, we we want to actually showcase artists from Toronto. And actually, you know, doing some stuff. So I've seen this artist, like, this is my latest, my latest discovery um, from Toronto with Kofi. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about him. And um, I've seen his stuff and uh, it's pretty, pretty dope. So, like, we want to meet up with all those artists, have them on our platform, uh, interview them. Give them, give them a platform and allow them to touch some people in, in Montreal or even in Europe. Um, and, and then vice versa, you know, connect with some, um, some, uh, some medias, uh, or some, uh, some people like yourself in, uh, in Toronto and actually, uh, you know, like building relationship and, uh, and organizing you know, stuff to, to, to make the movement, uh, to, to, to bring it to a more powerful state uh, and uh, allowing the movement to move forward. Yeah, I think that's going to make a big impact. I really do think so. Those those are those are some um, moves that would make a difference in a huge way. So I'd love to see that happen. Um, the last question is just actually about this conversation itself. So I know that from the beginning, you know, the idea of talking about the relationship between Montreal and Toronto was something that you were really interested in and, and excited about. Um, but I wonder, now that we've been speaking for about an hour on this topic, uh, has this conversation shifted how you're thinking about the relationship between the cities at all? Or, you know, maybe made the importance of it feel a little stronger? Like how how has this having this conversation impacted how you're thinking about this relationship? Yeah, I think I think what it, what it did um, for the last hour was um, to actually um, bring 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 a light to 
the uh, the the opportunities that that uh, that align the uh, in front of us, you know. So um, you know, do that stuff that we have in our head, you know, those ideas we have in our head and in our mind, but speaking about it, talking to you about it, having this conversation um, makes it possible. So I think it's a good thing. Um, and uh, like the next thing for us for is to, to actually try to work stuff and uh, make it happen, you know. So I think it's a good conversation and uh, it makes it more concrete, it makes it more pragmatic, uh, a lot of ideas, but you know, like even for me to express them, uh, for, for us here to, to express them makes us, makes us uh, more conscious, conscious of the fact that we have to act and actually uh, have some stuff uh, uh, moving this this year, you know, in order for us to 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 to, to, to allow that relationship between Montreal and Toronto to to grow and uh, and be fruitful. That's amazing. I, I really thank you for your time, your ideas, your insights in this conversation, um, and this is really great. So thank you so much for this. Thank you for listening to this conversation and connecting with what we do through Convene. Gratitude to the team behind this series on the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto, Nabil Shash, Alicia Roberts, Martine Anon, and Sebastian Miller. For more resources on this conversation, go to watervision.com, watrvision.com. This project is funded by Factor the Government of Canada, and Canada's private radio broadcasters.